Hey guys, it's uh, Robert Gardner Wellness with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I'm here with Shai Plonsky, uh, Thai massage teacher extraordinaire, one of my uh, great colleagues in the Thai massage uh, realm and universe in the massage industry. Really happy to have him on. Uh, Shai, can you give people a little bit of um, information about you and then also where they can contact you if they were going to find you on your website, your social media? Sure. Uh, so first of all, yeah, thanks for having me, Robert. This is uh, it's going to be fun. It's a great pleasure to get to talk uh, about all these practices that we do and, and just share. And um, I have been teaching Thai massage for almost 20 years to many thousands of students at this point in North America and really all around the world. And, um, and yeah, people want to know more about me. My website is still light center. Dot com still light center dot com. Nice, nice. And uh, Shai, just before we went live, you said that you have a new table tie workbook coming out. Um, t- table tie massage. Uh, what is it called? And like, what? It's, give me some information, like about the book. I'm just real interested. Sure. Uh, it's called Table Tie Massage. Uh, three hours of techniques to radically transform your practice and. Uh, yeah, it's basically a very in-depth book that teaches you three hours of of, ti- of table time massage. And um, my style of writing, my style of of sharing this kind of content, is to be really thorough. So, like every description of every posture could go on for a few pages to help people really understand, like how you transition into something, how you actually do the technique, the benefits of a technique. But also um, other considerations to make things really comfortable and safe for the receiver and for the giver, and um, yeah. So at this point, it's looking like it's about like a 240-page uh, book with like over 200 pictures, and and it's just kind of like for me, I always I always write and share from the perspective almost like to the level of like if you wanted to teach this, what would you need to know, you know? So that way. The person who's giving it just feels really full and supported and knowing like, you know, at basically as much as possible that I can share in a book so that just picking up the book, following the book and, and giving it even from that place, you would feel like, wow, I can really do this. And then, of course, I also teach this work, the, these, um, you know, these techniques in workshops. So it also becomes the foundation of, of table time massage courses that I teach. Yeah. I, I can hear um, in your description the sort of educator's uh, challenge, and I, I deal with the same thing, so I see it just in the way you said that, because I'm trying to convey information to students so they can use the stuff, and then I'm also trying to convey it in a way that, yeah, we're giving them a sequence, but then they can improvise on that sequence to use it, because they always have, well... My client had, you know, titanium put in their lumbar spine. Like, how do I work around that? Then I have to kind of go off script. It's really challenging to convey the complexity of what we do in a way that the student can just pick it up just from a workbook or just from some videos or just from one class. Like, you know, you're talking about it and you're like, I've been teaching 20 years. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got I to spend some more time and catch up to him. <laughs> because... <laughs> You, I guarantee you, I mean, I'm just saying this as another educator who teaches in the time massage realm, 
you've refined it and changed it over the years. Oh, that's for sure. There's no doubt, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. and the, yeah, I mean, at this point, being able to share something, I mean, is from. I mean, you're right. There is a challenge. Like in the book, in fact, that's kind of why I I include three hours worth of techniques, and yet it's done in a way where, like at the back of the book, there are two separate kind of flow sheets or something where the first flow sheet is like a 75 minute sequence so and it's what i teach in my first level so the idea being that in my experience when you're brand new starting out all the all that complexity the idea of how you customize and everything like that like that's just like next level kind of stuff and it comes and it certainly can come relatively quickly with time massage when you have a good system in place from which to practice but i i think that there's a there's a nice logical progression to that. Whereas like at the very beginning, it's nice when someone just kind of hands you something that's like, here's the product of 20 years of teaching and giving and seeing how many people benefit from doing it in a certain way. And so here's like a 75-minute massage that you can just start with and give this and see what this is doing for you and get really comfortable with it. And then you bring in, you know, something like time even. Like, okay, it takes me... Uh, you know, the, that's my suggestion. Like when you first do this, like once you've learned it, like just do it without the restriction of 75 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever to just do the techniques, then think of time, then think of, you know, more adaptations you can make and also like how you make it better for yourself. So as long as you practice it and, and kind of follow the system, I mean, there's no doubt the idea is that you get really good really fast at it and just enjoy the journey. It's like um, the difference, and I, I do this sometimes when I make YouTube videos. I'll put advanced, you know, XYZ, time massage, whatever, because people don't really want beginner stuff. And then sometimes they're like, well, what's the difference between be beginner and advanced? And I'm like, uh, the, the degree to which you care while you perform the technique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a really good yeah, point. Yeah, it's like, because even... Well, like I just finished another um, intro tie, which is my lowest level, like beginner mat class. And the students were kind of asking about, you know, some of that. And what I always find funny is occasionally we'll have an odd number and I have to kind of give and receive with the students. And the student who's never done any of this will work on my legs and like move me around. And as soon as they put their hands on me, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is why I teach this. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> And they're right. not seasoned, you know, like they're, they're just learning it. And it's like when it's that good when they're just learning it, how good is it when they've, you know, like an educator like you worked at it for 20 years? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I guess, you know, for me as an educator, I, I never forgot what it was like to be in my first class and what it was like to like start and just get like so excited, certainly like with what I was discovering and, and like, oh, wow, like just falling in love with the practice and with the fact like time massage is basically the way I see it is like you know you, you put your heart together like that I mean that's what it is it's just like tapping into your heart all the kindness that you naturally have in you and like literally that's like how every cell in our body is constructed and just like turning that into a massage form so you know I take that I take that to heart basically to say like okay like when I'm starting with brand new people this is all about how do I how do I convey quality of touch like 
that foundation of what Thai massage really is and what it feels like to tap into your heart. And then, and then once you get that piece, put it into to a system and, and turn it into like techniques and all that kind of stuff. I, I go back and forth about um, sequences and improvisation. And the students, if I teach them a sequence, I can see a handful of them go, oh, but I want to improvise. And I go, you're learning. Like, just learn the sequence and the basics. Don't feel like you have to do it the same way every exact time. But then once you've got the basics, you can start to, oh, you're just moving their arm around. Yeah. Like, you can access their, their tricep from three different positions. You can right. access traps from sideline or seated or this or that. And then they go, well, which one do I use? And I go, what's the most effective for the client and what eases the strain on your body? Mm -hmm. And that's about as simple as I can make it because I'm sure if you're anything like me, like you maybe were taught sequences when you started studying and then you destroyed them. <laughs> you, did them yeah. you did them backwards. You did them right. in pieces. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. But I agree that you got to give yourself permission to to, uh, to start to destroy them, basically. And so that's why I yeah. like the idea of having a system first and just kind of getting it comfortable in your skin and then, and then let it go. Yeah. It, it's um, Sometimes what I'll tell students is I think um, – Table work is a little easier for them because they're used, they're massage therapists, they're used to working on tables. When I take them to the mat, they're almost like toddlers again. They're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like I'm, you know, it's very common for me to teach someone and I can see their confusion when they're using their feet to deliver any kind of pressure for the first time, like walking the leg lines. And I'll stop them and say, hey, how long have you worked as a massage therapist? And I'll say eight years. And I'll say, have you ever used your legs to apply pressure to a client? And they're like, no. And I'm like, good. It, then it's supposed to feel awkward. Like you have to learn how to use like a, a different part of your body. Like, and I tell them if I went and took salsa dance, I would step all over your toes shy. If like we tried to dance because I don't know how to move. Like it's the same thing as when they learn like a Swedish or a deep tissue routine in school, they don't think about it anymore because they just know it. They've just done it so many times, they're almost relying on feeling and muscle memory as opposed to the part of the brain they use to process new information, which is more cerebral and intellectual. Hi, this is Trent Knox, podcast producer and videographer for Robert Gardner Wellness. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. It means a lot to Robert and I that you would take the time out of your day to hear what Robert and his guests have to say. May I ask you of a quick favor? If you have gotten any value out of this podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, and share the link on social media. Once again, thank you for your support and enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, y'all. This is Trent Knox with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast producing. Uh, right now, we are currently running a 20% off sale on all our digital workbooks and videos. You can go to bit.ly slash RGW holiday sale to take advantage of the 20% off of all workbooks and videos. 
Back to you, Robert. So, Shai, one more time for our audience. Can you tell them where they can uh, contact you online? Do you have like an Instagram page in addition to your, or Instagram profile in addition to your website? Uh, Yep, I do. So, you know, I'm on, I'm certainly on all the social media platforms. You just find me at Shai. My name is spelled S H A I Polonsky, P L O N S K I. And you can, if you look me up on Instagram and on Facebook, you can find me that way. Uh, another great way to find me, though, is on YouTube. So, for, you know, I've got over 120 videos on YouTube at this point on my channel, which, again, if you look up Shy Plonsky on YouTube, you'll find me. And yeah, for me, you know, I'm really motivated to just share this and share it from the heart and make opportunities for people to understand what time massage is about and why <clears throat> excuse me why it's just such a a life-changing practice and there's no doubt you get these amazing results with your clients and um, you know you you hear things like oh wow I feel 10 years younger after receiving a session I feel two inches taller and I feel things like you got rid of tension that no one else could get rid of and I'm not sure what you did, but this just feels amazing, you know. So there's no doubt there's all these amazing experiences for the for the for your clients. But as the giver or as the therapist, um, you know, if I'm doing this for 20 years, it's because of all the different ways that it's helped me in my life. And yes, <clears throat> it's helped me have a, a successful career. But it's you know you can make money doing anything. Like for me, it's just really all about all about that love and really just all in getting in touch with how to be a better person and be a better contributor in the world. So, you know, I made a YouTube channel to really share that and give people free opportunities to really understand it. I don't really hold back. I put my best things on there so that hopefully it inspires people. Yeah. People will sometimes see um, lots lots of my YouTube videos and then come to class and they're like, Oh, this is just like in the YouTube videos. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like holding back on the secret techniques or whatever. I'm just, you know, you just continue to put it out in various forms. Also, I think, um, how did you feel? um, So had you written other workbooks prior to the table tie massage workbook you're talking about? Had you written other workbooks before? Um, I mean, I've been part of writing and or written my own, like, I guess, like 16 different books at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for sure. When you, when you make those, and I'm asking you as another educator who's dabbled in some of the same, um, do you have a sense of like, oh, like it's got to be perfect because it's such a final product, like such a, you know, finished thing where your practice is always evolving? It's a good question. Um, you know, personally, I guess there's kind of like a little bit of yes and no to that. Because um, you can really get caught up and just kind of go down the rabbit hole of this needs to be like absolutely perfect. Um, and I don't like that. You know, and I guess I learned to give that idea up a long time ago. But at the same time, I really care about what I make yeah. and want to bring something out there of, of that I think will be very valuable and helpful to people. And so there's no doubt, like, when you get into the process of writing a book, it's, it's quite an interesting thing of, like, 
you think you're done and then you're not quite done and then you're not done because you know it's one thing to get like the first draft and feel like okay really completed something but then there's no doubt you got to go back you got to read through it and that's going to bring up new ideas and inspirations and for me i know i'm still loving doing this because it excites me when i get in that you know and yeah. i mean actually writing this book it, it, there were a few hurdles cuz um it, it is in depth you know like like i said every technique is described sometimes you know it's a page long sometimes it could be two or three pages long or longer so you know a lot of thought is just kind of put into how to do everything and there are 3 hours worth of techniques so it took a lot of time at certain points to just kind of get over some humps of like maybe I don't feel like doing this today or I'm busy or I've got other courses I'm teaching or whatever it is. But when you really, you know, when you just kind of get caught up in the flow of it and just kind of keep going with it and and then, yeah, it just kind of unfolds and it's just kind of a beautiful process. So that is kind of where I'm at with it right now. I am just kind of putting the finishing touches on it, like all the pictures are taken, all the proofreading has been done and I'm just kind of inserting a few more pictures like really today right after we get off this call and then it's going for like some final formatting and then I'll release it in the next couple weeks basically. Nice. Nice. Well I'm really excited you have like a new uh, product uh, coming out. Um, when you when you teach classes are you mainly teaching um, table-based work or mat-based work or is there some percentage of either or? Uh, for me, it's really both. Uh, it depends on the year. It depends on like where people, you know, what 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 the interest is. But you know, there are some years where I do think I teach a lot more table than on the ground, and some years it's the reverse. Um, but I'm very comfortable teaching, and I do teach a lot both on the ground and on the table. And um, and then I teach to people who want to do this professionally, but I also teach to people who want to do this not professionally. You know, it was just something to add to the value of their life and, and share it with loved ones and people that they care about. So like I teach at some of the like some of the big retreat centers in the world or in North America, like a place like the Kripalu Center and which is in Massachusetts or the Omega Institute, which is in upstate New York. Those are some of the bigger kind of yoga centers and fourteen forty multiversity, which is a place in Santa Cruz on the West Coast in California. So I get to teach in places like the that. Last one in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's called fourteen forty multi. Okay, I'd heard, I'd heard of that one before. Nice. Yeah, it's a cool one. It's it's a couple years old, and it's you know it's basically like Silicon Valley people who decided to build a big beautiful retreat space, and and they're making a pretty big impact over here on the West Coast. I'm I personally live in California these days, and then I not too far, maybe two hours from Santa Cruz. So in the East Bay, near Oakland and Berkeley, and then I travel all over. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I see, and I, I talk about <clears throat> regulation all the time in my classes because students get, I don't know, they get mildly frustrated, as do I, about like regulation state to state, about who can do time massage and what do you call it. And uh, I have to help students like package it so they can put it on their menu of services and do they call it stretch or, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I'm fine with you calling it whatever you need to. And then I teach people just like you said, hobbyists um, as much as professionals, but sometimes the, the license therapists take a little, like they want to own it in a weird way. Like it's got the word, it's time massage. It's got the word massage in it. So they want to own it. And I'm like, well, why can't Bob work on his wife and like learn from me? Right. <laughs> what's, what's a big deal, you know? Um, 
so it's like also like we, as we know in the states, like so California doesn't have state massage regulation. It's kind of county to county, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, in California, you- it's true. Like, and, and you're right. Like, depending on where you teach it and what people want to do with it, it is basically what you want to call it. So, in most places, the word massage is just protected by the massage board of the state. So you don't call it massage. If you're not a massage therapist, you call it body work or you call it therapy or just yoga, like Thai yoga, assisted Thai yoga, Thai yoga body work, um, something like that. And and for me, I personally feel like I agree. Like this this form of of touch and this form of body work or massage or whatever you call it, like it's just such a radical departure from what we often think of as massage anyways. And it's just a, a term of convenience when we call it massage. So it's, I think it's actually very fair to call it body work or yoga or assisted yoga therapy or whatever it is because, you know, for the, and we could talk about that after the break maybe to just get people to understand a little bit more about really what this practice is and, and where it comes from and, and why why uh, more about why we love it. For a limited time, Robert Gardner Wellness is offering a free 30-day trial of his industry-leading subscription service, Reboot Insiders Club. That's right. Your first month is free of charge, and after that, it's only $7 per month to continue your subscription. Don't worry. You can cancel at any time, and if you cancel before the 30 days, you will not be charged. Inside, you'll learn massage and body techniques and how to thrive in business for only $7 per month. You get access to over 350 plus hours of online classes, including table and mat work and business and marketing. Membership to our Facebook group exclusively for subscribers. And additionally, you'll receive occasional bonuses. And in the past, we've given additional NCBTMB approved home study courses with CE credit. So don't wait. Get your free trial today. Head on over to RGWELL. N-E-S-S dot S-T-O-R-E. That's R-G-Wellness dot store. Can't wait for you to join our subscription service. Hello, this is Trent Knox again with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast over here in the studio doing producing. Just want to take a real quick break to say... Thank you to the viewers, thank you to the listeners, the subscribers, everybody involved in uh, this project. But once again, right now we're doing a holiday sale on all digital workbooks, videos, 20% off for the holidays. If you go to bit.ly slash RGW holiday sale, you can take advantage of that 20% off. Back to Robert. And Shy, you can uh, let people know where they can uh, find you again. Just uh, introduce yourself, Shy Plonsky. Sure. So, yeah, my name is Shy. Rhymes with Ty. In fact, uh, Shy Ty is something people have been calling me for you know a long time teaching this Thai massage. And if people want to find me, if people want to get the book, uh, well, Still Light Center. That's my website, and that's where you can really find out all about me and all about all the courses I teach. Hey, I don't know what happened there. I got kind of <clears throat> something happened. Did I drop out for a second? Yeah, your face dropped out, but that's perfect uh, timing. Okay. You're back. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, if there's uh, any issues there, guys, just let me know. Um, 
I wanted to say, Shai, it sounds like you've had a little more opening um, with the yoga community. And one of the things I've noticed, and this has just been my own personal experience, like I make, I don't know, you have all these illusions in your brain <clears throat> just based on what you've experienced previously. Um, I work with a lot of massage therapists. The yoga community, in my experience, has been very closed to anything I'm doing. Um, as soon as I mention the word massage, it's like they don't, they don't have any interest because they feel like they have to have a license. And I go, guys, I'm a yoga teacher too. Like I've been mixing and matching and blending elements of Thai massage and yoga forever. <clears throat> but the yoga community and the massage community are very tribal and they don't really mix in my area, I notice. So I'm, I'm looked at, it's interesting because massage therapists look at what I do and say, well, this is on a mat. It's not massage. And I'm like, okay, so I don't need a license, right? And they're like, oh. And I go, so I can go sell to the yoga community, right? And then the yoga community is like, no, but it's massage. We need a license. So there's been this uh, contention. What's your experience been with the yoga community in regards to what we're calling Thai massage at the moment? Um. Well, personally, as far as that, like what we call Thai massage or calling it Thai massage, I've had no resistance uh, in the places where I teach, you know, and I think it might just be a matter of, let's say, you know, like different environments and, di and different receptivity and everything. Um, and, you know, as we were saying before the break, when you do finally like go out and want to offer this, um, you just have to call it something that you're allowed to call it where you live and, and people do that and they've had a lot of success giving treatments and working one-on-one -on -one with their yoga students, you know, like becomes very easily another way to offer privates with their students becomes a great way to integrate, uh, some guy to touch into yoga classes. So, uh, and potentially just kind of, and I've had lots of yoga students who then get inspired and end up going to massage school and just kind of putting the whole thing together. So, you know, I've had a lot of great experience. You know, I was saying maybe at the beginning of top thousands, I feel like, it's probably well over 5,000 students right now, and at least half of them have been yoga enthusiasts, yoga teachers, or, or yoga students. And you know, yeah. a lot of them have also been, also been massage therapists. Um, one thing I will say about why I think it works so well and why it, I've just had a lot of success teaching in the yoga community is because of what I was kind of hinting at before, which is basically that... Thai massage, you know, as I teach it, as I understand it, at, at its core, it's it's this idea of compassion and kindness and getting in touch with your heart, which is all really also the energy of the present moment. So it's like this moving kind of meditative massage experience. And, and of course, there's also a, a stretching and a yoga kind of component. So you're putting people in positions that allow their body to open up and then you massage them at the same time. So it's another kind of yoga, you know, fundamentally. It's like I was like we were like I was saying why why I'm personally like as I've done this internal understanding of what this what this is, why I'm okay with not necessarily calling it massage because it's just as much yoga as it is massage depending on your perspective on on what you look at what this is. Yeah. And it's also like, also it's how they use it. So sometimes I'll take a single move in a class uh, to shake out somebody's hips and I'll look at all the massage therapists and say, listen, if a yoga teacher picks this up and does this 
to a single student in class. They were in a group yoga class. The single student was having tightness in their hips and they used their feet to kind of jostle out that tension. Are you massage therapists telling me that you think they're protect, practicing massage without a license? And they're like, oh, well, it's like that line again, where I'm like, guys, come on. Like, you know, mostly what I tell the audience, whoever is working with me, I'm just like, just use it. Just go like, don't, this isn't a, a competition thing. Um, I'm trying to get the massage community to open up to yoga, but they go, well, this isn't massage. And then I try to get the yoga community and they're like, well, this is too much massage. So it feels like I'm kind of stuck in between the communities because they can't, they, they want to have these little turf wars, like they're different gangs that want to, you know, switchblade each other over like turf wars. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We just help people. <laughs> how, how we help people in yoga or massage and body work is actually um, exceedingly diverse uh, when you really dig into it. I think to an outsider who maybe just stumbled onto us for the first time, they might not understand the connections between Alexander Technique, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Brima, you know, cranial sacral therapy. But for you and I, we're like, oh, yeah, it's just you're just mixing and blending, you know, practices. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that, but um, yeah. I, I agree, you know. Uh, well, actually, I do. Like, one thing I would say is that maybe people who have resistance, whether it be in the massage world or the yoga world, you know, like, what I would say to you is, you know, like, if you're protecting your turf or you're thinking about competition or you're thinking about, like, people taking clients away from you, I mean, I get that, you know. You, you, you're you concerned. You may have concern about, like, wanting to put food on the table or, or just having a, a thriving and kind of healthy practice and all the money and energy and effort you put into studying and uh, and making yourself to the place where you're at. But I, I would suggest that, to some degree, that's also limiting, you know. And actually having more people who can offer complementary things just creates new and I think very exciting and interesting ways to collaborate to um, I guess what I would say is like to spread the word you know it's like the more the general public is getting educated on the benefits of touch of massage and that's just going to spread well beyond you as a person could ever do and if you just tap into that energy and accept that then it actually lifts everyone up and it creates more opportunities for you to have more clients it creates more opportunities for people to want to get body work and get sessions regularly and if you're just really good at what you do that and get the message up people are definitely going to come to you if you're enjoying this episode and you would like to support robert gardner wellness Head on over to rgwellness.store to see all of the products that we currently have in our marketplace. Uh, as well as earlier mentioned, there was the free, first month free, uh, the ins- Insiders Club, Reboot Insiders Club. There's also workbooks, uh, DVDs, digital copies, digital downloads. There's a bunch of different things. Um, inside of the RG Wellness store. 
I highly recommend you go on over there and check it out. See if there's something that will help you improve your practice and increase your clients or or knowledge with your students. And uh, once again, that's rgwellness.store. Thank you for listening to this episode. This is Trent Knox, podcast producer for Robert Gardner Wellness Podcasts. We're going to take a real quick break to talk about the RGW Holiday Sale. We're currently doing 20% off of all digital workbooks and videos. We're giving 20% off to our audience. And if you want to go take advantage of that, you can go to bit.ly slash RGW holiday sale that's rgw holiday sale back to robert in the studio so the class i was mentioning i taught a class in dallas several years ago there were about eight students uh someone had contacted me to come out and do it i we set it up we you know had the class everything was going swimmingly and something around this conversation came up and i noticed that the the room separated and what happened was we had four massage therapists and four yoga teachers. And they literally got into like a yelling match in the middle of class because the massage therapists are like, you can't do this. And I'm like, and I stepped in and I'm like, yes, they can. It's up to them how they package it. And yoga teachers can touch people. I don't know what you think, but like you need to like just cool out. For class like you guys can shank each other in the parking lot after class if you need to but in the meantime let's just keep teaching and let people pick up information and use it where they can like you mentioned yoga teachers using it in privates uh, in private sessions private classes <clears throat> i think time massage is a really wonderful adjunct for the yoga community to their teaching um, and to their practices but for whatever reason, I've gotten more of that like clash um, here in Texas. And maybe I'm just not hanging out with the right people in the yoga community uh, to open those doors. But I'm, I'm losing hair and I'm turning gray <laughs> because of like this ongoing you know, thing. So I get someone – we have online materials. And the story I keep telling was a gentleman who wrote me from Mauritius. And I had to go to Google – go where is Mauritius and it's like a small island off the coast of Madagascar and I'm like I don't know what the laws are in Mauritius and I don't care (laughs) just let the guy let the guy learn whatever he can and just deal with the laws in his vicinity yeah yeah I mean that makes sense I don't know uh yeah I, I I'm sorry to hear that it's so it can be so contentious where you're at in Texas I guess you're in Austin right yeah yeah, because um, yeah, well, I know you do. Also, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I know you do a lot to actually bring people together. Like you have your time massage jams, and you have, you know, I've seen that. You've been doing that for years that just expose what you have to the general public. And I guess massage therapists and yoga people have an easy way in to, to learn and get started. Yeah, it, it's always. You know, as much as possible, it's been about sharing. I think you and I understand as educators that, you know, people could watch our YouTube channels and they can learn stuff. And I'm yeah. not controlling that information flow. I'm like, oh, you know, Diana wants to work on, you know, Ross, her husband. Cool. She writes me a YouTube comment. I'm like, hey, Diana, you can check out this. Or maybe she wants to buy a workbook to learn some more. We're just trying to give 
the regulatory and like tribal boundaries and borders get really old to me. It's, it's certainly not what I got involved in, uh, in the work for. And I've had, you know, people come to me and say, well, so-and-so is doing Thai massage without a license. And I go, okay, so report them. And they go, but you know, you, you trained them. Like they, somebody took a class with me and I go, yeah, like I train lots of people. I, I'm not held liable for what they're doing with the stuff. Like if they're breaking a law, just report them. And then this, <laughs> this massage therapist was like, but the state board won't do anything. And I'm like, so why are you calling me? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the massage police. <laughs> we right. run around like, no, that's, you know, that's not how this, how this works. So, mm-hmm. um, are there any other like major things that come up for you? Like at this moment, as we're doing this podcast live, as we're talking, like, is there anything that comes up for you? Like stuff that you'd like to convey to the public or convey to people about time massage and why much like myself, you're so like heart centered and focused on sharing the practice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, what I would just, yeah, I mean, what what I feel like really compelled to share with the general public is um, well, is basically like just where I'm at with this is is just being really clear about living the best life possible and a life that is abundant a life that is full of love a life that has really good connections good friendships good experiences with my clients and um you know so because of that like i have a i have a i have a personal practice i meditate you know actually every day or i try to and i'm pretty regular with it these days for sure and I realize, like, you know, you can come to these places of realization and, and connection and abundance through your own, like, individual kind of, you know, healthy choices that you can make in life. But a lot of that is just very, it, it can also be isolating. And, it can, and it's just very much like you and yourself. And where I think time massage comes into play as, like, a way to just make a better life for yourself at least I know for me. So, you know, if I go back for 20 years, it's kind of, just kind of like I just feeling like, okay, if if love and, and is like this most important, amazing kind of force in the universe, why do I not feel it? <laughs> why do I feel like most of my days I'm just kind of stressed or tired or disconnected or whatever it is? And I I was just kind of found myself looking for practices that could change that for me so that I could be you know just more connected and more alive and more just like in touch with that kind of loving energy and and time massage just you know it opened that door and it not only opened that door it gives me something that i get to rely on all the time as a way to tap into it because i get i get the proof like really like in the pudding every time like basically like because this practice is tapping into your own heart and developing a system and a way of giving that makes yourself feel good while you help someone else to feel good. And it's always 
just like an expression of like, how do I make this feel even better for myself while I'm helping someone else to feel better for themselves? And then by the end of it, you have this like experience with another person where they just feel like so uplifted, so much different, so much better in their body. You feel like so connected. You also see something that you did through your own hands and how it helps someone. And also, you know, they hopefully if you see them again, then they may tell you like, oh, okay. And then because I feel this way, I was able to just have like a much better day of work. I was able to help someone else in my life. So it's like this win, win, win situation that you get to cultivate in your life and you get so, and, and you just get this experience of love uh, as like this powerful force for good, um, you know, and at a deeper level, if I'm really deconstructing what this is about, that is what it's about. And so, when you when you have it in your life and you can fall back to it and use it and give it this way, it just picks you up and it gives you so much, so much more than just a technique and a method. And and if that's all you want, I mean that's great. It's such an effective method and it's such an amazing technique. But I know like I'm motivated by more than that. I'm motivated by just like living the best life possible, bringing people together. And everyone just kind of, <clears throat> you know, and just like a co-creating kind of energy. And this is a 2,500-year-old practice, you know. So I, I stop and I think about what that means and just how many millions of people at this point have been touched by this practice in some way, first in Thailand and now like all around the world. And and I just think also about like how it's had its impact in my life and people that I've helped teach it. And it just motivates me to let people know just how beneficial it can be, whatever your goals are. It's hard to express <clears throat> to the general public if they've never had any experience of Thai massage, what you and I are discussing. I think it's really challenging to convey just how much improvement people have when they're completely pain-free they're free open easy and mobile and then their mental clarity is spiked and when you put all those three together um i've always been a spiritual person though not religious when i got into massage and then got into yoga and then got into time massage it was because i had physical pain and then very quickly i went oh that's what the meditation was that's what the yoga was doing. That's why it's like tied in with religious traditions. But I came from a very physical space. Like I just need, you know, I, I need my pain to go away, please. I got to be able to live and not, you know, use opiates or something because it was so bad. But the spiritual underpinnings kind of started to like creep in because it really changed how you interacted with the world because you were pain-free and so relaxed. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, you meet it, you know, and like I was saying, like, this can help you wherever you're at. And so if it's to help deal with pain, like, uh, you know, on the receiving end and, and or, you know, or you have clients that are in pain and you're trying to find new techniques and new ways to help them, um, it can definitely meet you there at a really high level. And, and I think it does that because of just how intelligent a practice is. So, you know, the, 
what the intelligence of time massage is the idea of the stretching and the movement built into massage and, and kind of putting that all together. And I think that it's because the body is made to move. And, and when we get into problems, when we get into pain, it has something to do with our muscles. It has something to do with movement. Whether we you know, chronically did something like sitting at a computer for many hours a day and just sitting in general and the stress that might put on your joints and on your back and stuff like that or something acute like being in an accident or something like that and, and how that affects your muscles um, by, by creating a session that stretches and, and moves you in a certain kind of way, it becomes an opportunity to retrain your body into better alignment, into releasing things from natural, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it just kind of tells your body, oh, right, this is what it feels like to be a little bit longer in my body. This is what it feels like to not have some pain or let go of pain. And then you get massaged while you're in those yeah. stretches and the feelings of relaxation and the feelings of letting go, you know, I think are that much deeper, you know. Like and People who, you know, would say, well, I can't meditate, I'm in pain. And you say, okay, so what if your pain completely went away and instead of like working at meditating, work and work and work and strive and strive, what if you just let go and you sat completely comfortably and your mind was completely one-pointed focus? And they go, that's impossible. And I'm like, oh, you think it is? Come here. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, for somebody in pain who's dealt with chronic pain, that was very like um, life transforming mm-hmm. to go, okay, without surgeries, without medications, I can help myself with pain. And then as a massage therapist, I had this, in my case, mat-based practice I could use to like continue moving my body to help other people with the same thing. I have... I'm, again, I'm spiritual, not religious, but I have a religious fervor in my desire to share it with people. So, for instance, you and I, are you and I shy? You ready? You're coming out with a time massage, uh, table tie workbook, table tie massage workbook. Do I consider your table tie massage workbook competition? Ooh. <laughs> competition. Ooh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I was trying to get the time massage community to work together to, like, promote the practice. Um, I jokingly tell students, I think it represents less than 1% of the marketplace in the United States for massage. Right. Yeah, there's lots, of room. lots of room to collaborate and, and yeah. share and, and grow and together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you're interested in practicing or learning from Robert Gardner in person, head on over to rgwellness.store. There are a variety of classes listed for the Q4 of 2019. Let's take a look at what we've got. We've got Chicago, Illinois on October 6th. Houston, Texas on October 18th. Christiansburg, Virginia, October 12th. Round Rock, Texas, November 3rd. Yelm, Washington, October 26th. Round Rock, Texas, October 21st. Dallas, Texas, March 29th, and Virginia Beach, Virginia, September 22nd. Check that out. If any of those dates work for you, those are the intro tie classes as well as the Body Workers Conference uh, available to you all through the rgwellness.store. 
head on over there and check it out. Thank you. Hi, this is Trent Knox, podcast producer for Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I just wanted to interlude here real quick and tell everybody, listeners, thank you, viewers, thank you for tuning in and let you guys know that we're currently running a holiday sale, holiday special on all digital workbooks and videos. If you want to take advantage of the 20% off of all those products, you can go to bit.ly slash rgw holiday sale that's bit.ly slash rgw holiday sale back to robert in the studio so one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you shy is you're one of the few teachers who doesn't talk smack about me like we get along every time we've had a conversation, <clears throat> there just seemed to be like a, a heart, you know, focus on like going out and just giving people information and helping. And then also we didn't spend like a huge amount of time. Like uh, sometimes there's like posturing in time massage community about like lineage and tradition and who did you study with? And, you know, these sorts of things that I felt like you were like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Who'd you study with? But it wasn't like, a one-upsmanship or, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I think we both understood that we were trying to share time massage, this Asian practice in a Western marketplace. And like, for me, it was like, oh, I don't feel so lonely now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that we are coming at this from the same place. You know, it's just like you have this practice. And I love your story. I mean, you, like you said, you, you literally had like debilitating, like, intense pain in your body and injuries and time massage and com- combination with yoga and meditation. I mean, these were natural ways that they healed you and, and helped you. And therefore it inspired you to want to teach it and share it and just do that openly. And as many people as you could touch and help through that energy and through that effort is, is what motivates you to keep doing it. And you've made a success of it. And I love that you've done that, you know, and that people can find you uh, in person and learn in person, but also you've got a whole online uh, world of, of classes that you offer. You've got books that you've written and I applaud you and I support you and I, anything I could do to support that really, it, it excites me. You know, I, I believe the same thing in, in abundance and in, in collaboration in how can we just take these things that have really touched us deeply and, and just do it ethically, do it honorably, and and really, uh, you know, help and share and, and share from that place. And and I'm just all about that. And I'm all about finding ways to let people know just how good they can help themselves be, and and what what it can offer you to make this a regular part of your life. Whether your interest is receiving or giving or even teaching, um, you know what it can do for you. Yeah. If we ever get a chance, we should um, try putting a workshop or some sort of retreat together uh, between the two of us to go ahead and like uh, work with people. It'd be nice to um, riff with another teacher and share information. Uh, I get the sense, just based on our conversations, you're a little bit more like green tea. I'm more like black coffee. I'm kind of <laughs> bitter or just ah, kind of gnarled on the edges, you know. 
Um, but I think, you know, at its core, the Thai massage practitioners I've seen um, who have, you know, continued for years, they just have, they're so adamant about the practice and the clients that I'm sure you've drawn, they're rabid in their sort of fandom about Thai massage and what uh, we're offering. You know, I get clients who are just like, Robert, no, like I see you, like you are my therapist now. And they're, they're literally going, Robert, why is this not everywhere? And I'm like, I'm working on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> eventually, like the reason I got into teaching, probably much like yourself, I really got to a frustrating spot where I realized I could help one person at a time. And that was real slow. Right. Session after session. And then that, that, that's good. I love that. But if I teach. Yeah, exactly. You, could, you know, exponentially increase those numbers. My, my teacher had a nice expression for that where he would say like, you know, if you stop and you think about it, like it's such a privilege to get to receive the massage. And that already is a great privilege. And then being able to give the massage is a great privilege privilege you know to the next level and then when you get to teach it for sure you know that's that's taking this like what a privilege it is and you know helping and, and yeah i mean you stop and you think about it just how many of your students then take it and run with it and offer it to people you know their clients or or their loved ones or whoever may be in their life and there's no doubt you know and now with technology and everything that it offers us I mean, that is, that is, just keep leaning into that, you know, it's just like, we have these ways now and these methods of communicating, like which we're doing right now on a podcast, so standard already, this technology, this way of communicating with people that like two years ago was, you know, foreign to a lot of people and, uh, and it's already here and it's like these same modes that just keep, give us, give us opportunities to extend that privilege outwards and yeah that's my wish that more and more people pick this up and see what it is and and yeah i mean one thing i will say from you know some picking up on something you said earlier like if if you are new and this feels overwhelming in some kind of way i just want you to know that um it's actually really simple and, and actually giving a really great massage is like that's part of what's so cool about it that like on the one hand sure if you love it and you want to give it, it becomes this lifelong practice and you will always just find new ways to get better and better. But, you know, like I have a system, you have a system, and I know like in my system and like what I've seen, you know, people from the age of like literally I've had like 10-year-olds in my class and I've had like 85-year-olds in my class. I've had people with like missing digits on their fingers and who knows how many other, you know, like physical issues that kind of go on. It doesn't really matter because there's a system and there's a way to convey this that has been refined at this point that means that like okay if you have a weekend to give to this by the time you're done yes you can do an amazing 60 or 75 minute massage if you have an hour or an hour and a half then come to like a short intro and i'll teach you how to do like a 20 minute massage that is not something that you will ever forget it becomes like riding a bike because like my system, for example, is just all about, I'm going to teach you these four pillars that are the practice. You just got to remember these four things, which you know we've been talking about meditation. It's one of them. And then the 
the positions you put yourself in, I call those stances, and just rocking, so using your body intelligently. Those are the three things that are for you. So that, and finally, the fourth one is touch. And then I'll just teach you in one sentence, like, this is the secret to giving a great massage. And if you just come back to that secret, and that secret, I'll tell you right now, is really, you know, like, for me, it's just one sentence. It's like, how slow can you go? How high can you fly? So you just make every move an expression of what it means to ease into what you're doing, to, like, basically create a meditative experience and... And just give it from there, and, and that's what we do. Like that's that's my system. Like every move that you learn, I'm going to teach you a lighter way to do something, and then how to build up into like a, a deeper way to do it, and then you adapt it for each person that you're doing it to. And they're really simple. To, they're really simple things to to latch onto, and and to already start to feel like really comfortable really quickly to give these things, and then and then if that inspires you. Then sure, then the nuances will take over and then you see how it's also this thing that can keep inspiring you. Like I'm 20 years into it and I'm as inspired as ever by what I do. And, and it's because of how creative you can be. You get to use your whole body to explore. Yep. You know, you talked about you using feet before. Like how cool is that? That you can become just as comfortable using your feet as your fingers. And it just feels like as sensitive and as intuitive to do that and yeah, I mean that'll just come with with the practice. But you know, getting started and 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 seeing amazing results for your people that you're doing it on, as well as for yourself, that's instant. It was wonderful to work um, at the Time Massage Jam with the public. So some of them are massage therapists or you know whatever, but some of them are just like yoga teachers or from the acro yoga community or you know whatever else. And people who didn't have a license, people who weren't doing massage for a living, would approach the practice from a very different way. And the Time Massage Jam was a nice event because part of it was education and part, a lot of it was just fun. You were playing with everyone. And it's like, oh, John, what, what are you having problems with? Oh, your arm? Oh, okay, let me, let me show you this. And then you'd, I'd say, John, listen, I'll work on your arms if you'll then work on mine. And he's like, oh, oh okay. And then I'm like, don't worry, I'll walk you through it if you've never done it, you know. But taking that thing where it's like teacher, student, and going, no, 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 we're just working together. We're just playing. Um, inviting them to, like, crawl on a mat and move around. It was amazing over the course of several hours to see people's um, boundaries start to shift in regards to touch, um, in regards to intimacy, in regards to connection, um, it was completely okay for two people to work on one person and work on both arms at the same time. You know, all these little playful things where the time massage jam to me felt very much like a massage party. And I actively loved taking it out of just the professional realm. We're professionals. We have a license. We do this for a living and say, no, 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 no. let's just have fun. Let's go and like play and, you know, work on each other. It was also very interesting to remove a lot of the profit motive. The Time Massage Jam doesn't really make profit. We just make enough rent to like pay the facility for our rental space. And how does that change the work when you're not being monetarily compensated? Because if I just think of my stuff as just it's a business, that gets to be a grind. Like I don't – I mean, yeah, we deal with the taxes and the lawyers and the accountants – 
that's not really why I got into it. You know, I got into it to like share and help people and fostering that practice and fostering um, education in an extremely playful way was really a good counterbalance, I think, as I was building the business, um, as I was working more on curriculum development, uh, video uh, production, you know, all the, the businessy side. It was nice to still just take it out, you know, once every couple of weeks and play. All right. So, Shai, thank you so much for uh, coming in. Uh, any final words? You were just about to say something? I was going to say that I really love what you're sharing, you know, just like you, you have this vision to remove boundaries and make this practice accessible for people and just kind of bring everyone together. And, and I know that that's my that, that that's part of what fuels me as well and uh, it's been a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to share this with people and if you're inspired or you want to check out what I do then yeah my website is stilllightcenter.com the book that I'm releasing is uh, table time massage you know 3 hours to radically transform your practice you can find that on my website you can find it on Amazon and uh, you can yeah please check out my YouTube channel as well and and just get to learn uh, how you can do this and how accessible it is uh, right now. So, and thanks again, everyone, Trent, Robert, it's, uh, it's been great. Cool. Thank you so much, Shai. If I can ever do anything for you, feel, feel free to uh, reach out to me. Thank you again for coming on. Awesome. Thanks guys. You have a great day. Yeah. You too.